This is the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast with Lindsay Elizabeth Preston, episode 163, Negotiate Like a Boss. Welcome to the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast, the show for barrier-breaking women who are ready to shed their good girl layers so they can own their power and live deeply fulfilling lives instead. I'm your host, Lindsay Elizabeth. I'm a leadership coach to women all over the world. And I've lived through enough in life to know that easier doesn't always equate to better. We can't fear the fire, we must learn to become it. And on this show, I'll teach you how to do just that. So join me and my guests as we challenge you to shed society's bullshit systems and beliefs to become even more of the strong, resilient, and powerful woman you were meant to be. As you listen, trust your intuition to take what you love and leave the rest. The thoughts and perspectives I share on the show are my own with the lens of my lived experience as a privileged, white, cis, straight, able-bodied woman. And while that informs my experience and perspectives, I wholeheartedly believe living a deeply fulfilling life is possible to every woman. If I ever say anything harmful, I'm open to doing better and hearing your feedback. My goal is for you to leave this show feeling empowered, inspired, and ready to share this show with every woman you know so they too can create a life that lights them the fuck up from the inside. Are you ready to get started? Let's go. Hi there, beautiful soul. Welcome to this week's episode. Not going to lie, I kind of want to just start it with saying, hey there, you badass bitch. (laughs) And I didn't because I recently asked on my Instagram, like a poll question, if I called you a bitch, would you like it or not? And I got really mixed reviews. I personally like it when someone calls me a bitch or a badass bitch. Like, I think it's super powerful, but I know it's a mixed bag out there. So if you like it then own it. Hey there, you badass bitch. If not, hey there, you beautiful soul, because you are definitely both, right? I just love playing with the word bitch because, you know, it tends to have this negative connotation, but I think it's like a really powerful word, especially as today we're talking about negotiating like a boss, which can kind of be in that bitch energy, which again, to me, is just a powerful woman. And so, welcome if that's you and if you're not there yet maybe after this episode and you going out into the world and doing some negotiating of your own you will lean into that energy and maybe like it a little bit and if you still don't that's totally cool everybody has their preferences but just something to explore all right so today as i said we're talking about how to negotiate like a boss this episode was inspired by me actually being in a negotiation process recently with someone And I realized in that process, like, whoo, I really know how to do this. Like, this is something that I'm actually really good at. And it's been a learned skill that I've had. And if you look back at my history, it makes sense. I was in human resources for a few years. And even though that was right out of college and I, you know, was kind of like an HR assistant or HR coordinator is what they called it at the time. So I wasn't like this big hotshot player in the industry. But being the assistant, I got to do a lot of things in HR, including a lot of offer letters and be in the process of some really high up people at places like Morgan Stanley, like look at their offers and see how they were negotiating things. And then too, when I went and I owned my dance studio, 
I became a boss and did some negotiating there. Obviously, when you're like a part-time dance teacher, there's not really that much negotiation to, to do, but there is some of like how much they're getting paid an hour and um, some things in their contract and such. And then obviously now having my coaching business for eight years, I've had some negotiating along the way with people I've brought on. Honestly, though, it hasn't been super duper much because it's kind of been a one woman show for a while. And then when I have brought people on, they typically have their own company and they come to me and they're like, well, here's how much it would be if I did Facebook ads or videos or, you know, social media or whatever it is. Um, And so there's not negotiating there. But in my business recently, there has been some negotiation with some people on my team. And again, in that process, I realized like, whoa, I really know how to do this. And two, I have a lot, a lot of clients who are shifting into new positions right now. There was one week where I had three clients just that week switch and up-level their jobs. So a lot of times as they're doing this, they're coming to me with negotiation questions of like, how should I do this? Because for a lot of them, they've been in the position they're at for a while, sometimes over a decade, and they haven't done this in a while. It's just like dating, right? Like you got to kind of throw yourself back out there and it feels a little funky at first. Um, And so I really wanted to record this episode so that when I have a client who is in a process of finding a new job and they're getting to negotiations, I can say, go listen to this episode. It'll walk you through all the things. Now I want to start before we get into all my tips and everything and just say, these are generalized strategies. Okay. If you are a client of mine, and I've sent you here to listen to this episode. I want you to just take in what you learned today, but we will customize what you learn based on just like the energy of where you're going to, your own energy. Like what comes to mind is I know I have a client who is in a very feminine space. And what I describe here in this episode, I would absolutely change things up for her in her space that's very feminine. Because what I'm going to tell you today is more of a corporate kind of negotiation process. So it has a lot more masculine energy in that. And so again, if you're in something like a more feminine space, this may come across as a little bit harsh. And so we've got to make sure that you're negotiating in a strategic way. Okay. But again, what I tell you today is great generalized stuff and will work a lot of the time. And so just take that in and get ready because I'm going to blow your effing mind (laughs) with all I'm going to tell you today. All right. You ready? I'm so excited for this one. Okay. So let's just talk about before we even get to the negotiation process. So likely you've interviewed with somebody probably a couple of times and you have really gotten a vibe for the place and you are really starting to kind of like plant seeds probably in the interview process of what you're wanting, what they're wanting. And so that's likely been going on. Now, what I would hope you have done even before you've gotten to the interview process is you got really clear about what it is you want from your next position. And so what I have my clients do is I'll say, make a list of your ideal, how much money you make, what you'd be doing, what you won't be doing, where it's located, you know, the overall kind of culture of the environment or the vibe of the place, even what your boss is like. Because if you don't have clarity, how in the heck are you gonna find it? right? And when you go and interview, 
you know, if you don't have that clarity too, you may be kind of pushing yourself into different positions that aren't quite exactly what you want. So it only takes a few minutes for you to sit down and figure out what it is you want to a T. And so do it, right? But for a lot of people, what happens then, they make that list and they think, oh my gosh, there's nothing like this out there. Like I'm never gonna find something like this or I'm not qualified enough for this. And just watch your mindset with that because I have clients who do that all the time too. I have one client specifically that just had this random thought, maybe I should apply for jobs in Hawaii. Maybe I wanna move there. And she ended up applying for a job in Hawaii, ended up getting it. But then as the process went on, she was like, wow, I really just wanted to like throw it out there and see if I could actually do it. And then I did. And I really don't want to move to Hawaii. But it's almost like she needed to prove to her brain that she could get whatever the F she wanted. And then eventually, a few weeks later, she did end up getting the right position for her in the area she wanted. But it was just fun, right? And so I just share that story with you because... If you're at a place where you've made that list and you're like, oh my gosh, how am I going to get this? That's mindset work to do, my friend. All right. Now, it's one thing if you don't have any experience in whatever you're wanting and you're like, now I want to make a million dollars and you're just not grounded at all on that. That's a totally different story. But most people I work with, and I would assume most people listening to this podcast, are grounded people. They're not right out of college thinking they're going to make six figures right away doing next to nothing in passive income, right? You have likely had probably at least a decade, if not two, if not more in your career, and you are just ready for an up level. You're ready for a shift and for a change. Uh, Most women I work with are in their late 30s all the way up to their 50s. And so they're kind of in that space where they've been around for a while. Now, I do work with some 20-somethings. And my 20-somethings, you know, again, we negotiate from a different standpoint because they are right out of the gate. Like I have one client just out of college and she is working primarily with animals. And so that's not a space too where there's a lot of negotiation. Um, They're just needing hands and finding people who can do the job well enough, right? And so as she went in, she was like, well, how hard do I negotiate this? And um, she ended up not negotiating it very much at all because that wasn't the space to be able to do that, right? And just too with the age and all that stuff, like you just don't have a lot of negotiating power yet. Now, I do want to say, though, too, let's just touch one more thing on the 20-somethings. You do have some negotiating power, okay? I remember my first job out of college. It was with Morgan Stanley. They came at me with, like, gosh, I want to say 24K a year. Now, granted, this was almost 20 years ago. No, not 20, 15, 15 years ago. But still, that's super low, (laughs) super low. And I remember my mom being like, Lindsay, you're not even going to be able to, like, pay your bills with this kind of money. And so I went back to them and I said something like, okay, can you make it 34? And they like kind of crapped their pants. But I was like ready to walk too, because I was like, I can't even pay my bills with that. And at the time I was interviewing a lot and granted that was like the main job that I wanted. They ended up giving it to me and thank goodness that they did. And then the next place I went to, I did some negotiation too. And it was like just little negotiations. Like they wanted to pay me, I think at that point, 40. And I'd been making 34-ish. Um, and I was like, you know, hey, can you make it 42? And that was, it's so funny because at the time, my partner was making 
40, I believe. And so I just want to make a little bit more than he did just to like kind of, you know, push it back on him. And then it was so funny because then that gave him his own little like charge to go out there and he negotiated from 40K to 60K at his next annual review. And then from there, he just started skyrocketing. But yeah, you have some negotiation power always. Just really make sure you have done your research. Okay, regardless of what age you're at or where you're shifting to, go out in the industry. You know, we're so lucky now. We have all of these different websites. Like I know Glassdoor is one. And I don't know if like all these job sites kind of tell you more about average income and stuff, but start to look around. What is the average that's getting paid here? Can I ask for something above average? Do I have maybe additional degrees or extra experience? Or can I just negotiate this in a way where I can prove that I'm above average? Um, It may even be worth getting really researched and reaching out to people on LinkedIn if if need be and being like, hey, I see you work here. Can I, you know, have a coffee chat with you on Zoom or something like that? And, And just starting to network with them. You know, so many people are so scared to do things like that. And you may get door slammed in your face in essence or emails that aren't responded to. But why wouldn't you just go out there and ask, right? And just start networking with people. This kind of goes back to my Be Less Awkward episode that I did on the show a few weeks back where I said, you know, you've got to put yourself out there more. We all feel awkward at times. And some of us just naturally feel that way more than others. But we're all just human beings, Okay, I get pitched things all the time, especially guests on the podcast. I don't reply to all of them because I just think if it's not a good fit, I'm not going to sit here and like waste my time and reply to it because again, I get so many. So don't take it personal if people don't reply to you. Okay, I get pitched all the time too of different services that people can help me with and I just don't spend the time replying. And so, yeah, again, don't take it personal, but put yourself out there. Find whatever research you need to find to be able to go in confidently when you negotiate and say, hey, I know you want to pay me X or you want to give me X benefits, but here's what I've shown in the research as to you know, what the physician naturally pays or on average pays. And here's why I'm above average if you feel like you are. Okay. Again, this is all the stuff you need to do before the negotiation. You need to get clear on what it is you want. Make that very detailed list. Do your mindset work around it to believe that it's true and that you're worthy of it. Then you need to do your research, figure out what the average is and if you're above average or how you can negotiate to present yourself as above average. And then two, you need to start as you're interviewing in the interview process, feel out the vibes of the company, really listen to your intuition with things, start to plant seeds as you're in the interview process of like, here's what I'm looking for, what are you looking for? Anytime I've gone into an interview process, I always have the mindset that I'm interviewing them more than they're interviewing me, even if I really needed the job. Because there's been times in my life when I really needed that job, but I still went in with that mentality of like, I'm interviewing you. And nine times out of 10, I would get that job. I knew any time that I got asked to be on an interview, I was like, this is a done deal because I was so good at interviewing. And yes, I'm going to brag about that. I was so good. My resume never got me a super ton amount of interviews. 
And so that was always kind of my weak point. But once I got that interview, baby, I was like, I'm going to land this thing. And I tell you, it was because I went in there and I treated it like I was interviewing them. I would ask them a ton of questions, be super engaged. And so people love that, right? They're like, oh man, this girl is like with it. She really wants to be here. Or she's asked a ton of questions to really make sure it's right for her. And so that builds their own confidence in me because of that. And they're like, if she's asking this many questions, like how engaging she's going to be at the job. And it just does really good things. So again, plant the seeds as you're going in there, interview them. Also, I want to give you an extra tip here. As you're going through the interview process, or even as you're seeing the job posting, how clear are they on what they want? Okay, I've learned this the hard way from being on the other end of it. I recently had a position in my business. I was not very clear about what that position was. And anytime you go in and in essence set a job and you're not clear about what it is that person does, you are setting yourself up for what we call a rupture or for issues, okay? So again, I experienced this on my end. It was my fault. I did not clarify what the job was. And I showed myself grace in that. It was a new job. It was something that just kind of naturally happened. It wasn't like I was out there interviewing for it. Versus my admin, Rachel, that was a position I sat around and I really thought about what is it that I want. I hired an agency to help me go find her and really clarify what that position was. They also helped me really understand the interview process, what I needed to ask, what I needed to pay, and all of those things. And they assisted me in that process. And I had also had other VAs in the past that, again, just kind of naturally happened from like, you know, kind of clientele sometimes. This is very early on in my career. But clientele saying like, oh, I would love to do this next program of yours, but I just can't afford it. Can we barter kind of thing? And so again, I didn't set the container, very loose boundaries, and it ended up not working out well. But with Rachel, I knew what I wanted. I set that container with her job, and it's been smooth sailing since. So she's almost two years in my business, which is great. And I hope she never leaves me. She edits this episode. But anyways, I set that container really well. She knew what she was getting into. I knew what I was getting into. If they haven't set that for you in this position, be careful, okay? because it's going to set you up for potentially getting into something you don't want because then they'll figure it out later and they'll be like, well, you know, I know we hired you for VP of sales, but actually we need a VP of IT. You'd be like, whoa, that's totally different. And believe it or not, this shit happens. Okay. I just had a consult with a woman who, when I asked her what she did for a living, she's like, well, I do a little bit of HR and I do a little bit of IT and they just kind of throw me wherever because they've never really like really told me what my job is. Okay, so be careful with that. You want to get as much clarity as possible from them to ensure that you know what you're getting yourself into. All right. So with all that said, okay, at this point in the process, you like them. They like you. It feels an alignment for you, meaning it checks most, if not all, of the boxes on that ideal next job list. You're feeling the vibe from the place. You're liking the vibe. And you've planted little seeds about things that you want. And it's been met really well. Like, you know, what's the range for this position? And they're like, it's 80 to 100K. And you're like, great. I want to get paid 95, right? If they're saying, you know, oh, it pays... 30 to 40k and you're like shit I want to get paid 60 
then something's off there, right? And even in the negotiation or interview process, if you're like, okay, you're saying 30 to 40, would, is that um, a range that you're going to be sticking to? Or is that something that you're willing to budge on? Those are the kinds of things in the interview you want to get clear on. Okay. Now let's pretend you, again, all the green lights to move forward to negotiation and you get an offer, right? But you get this offer and you're like, this isn't quite what I want. I want a little bit more money or maybe yes, I want a little bit more work from home time or some different benefits or some different PTO. I've seen so many different things negotiated, so many different things, okay? So you can ask for whatever that fit is you want. But again, don't go and throw out random shit that you just want because you want it I mean, you can, but it may not be met well, right? Because if you're like, oh, well, I want five weeks vacation and I want to get paid 200K, but this position and this company is known for all, everybody has like four weeks PTO and this position pays, you know, half that, then you're going to look like an idiot, okay? You've got to do some sort of research about what it is that other people get paid, okay? So again, you get offered something, It's not exactly what you want, regardless of what it is, accept it with gratitude. Okay, they offer you the thing. Thank you so much, whoever the name is, Susie. Thank you so much, Susie, for this offer. Don't feel like you need to reply right away, too, because most times you'll probably get it on email. Sit with them, be like, I would like to take some time to sit through and think about this. Um, Would it be okay to get back to you tomorrow? Okay, I encourage you not to negotiate quickly. Okay, take some time, slow the process down. Even if they're rushing you along the way, again, try and slow it down. It's going to be so much better for your nervous system and for you to ensure you're staying from a logical mindset. Okay, so if, and again, you don't have to take this tip. If you know exactly what you want, you want to reply right away, go ahead. But regardless, accept with gratitude. That should be the very first thing you do, okay? It's not at the bottom of the email after you've negotiated your things and be like, I'm so excited. No, start it off with the front, okay? And just to hit this whole topic home, I wanna bring in Shark Tank, the show. If you don't watch Shark Tank, man, you're missing out. I love that show. I think I've seen every episode over the you know, decade plus that they've been doing the show. But you will see this on Shark Tank, the people who I think get the best deals, someone will make them an offer and they will accept it with gratitude. Thank you, Kevin, for your offer. Would you be willing to consider da-da-da, right? And when people don't accept with gratitude, that's when the sharks get pissy, especially some of them, okay? Like Robert will get a little upset, Mark, Damien, like they all get a little mad. They'll be like, I made you an offer. You haven't even said anything about it. You haven't even been grateful about it. And then sometimes they'll take their offer off the table and be like, I don't want to work with this person. They're not even grateful for this offer I gave them, especially if it was a good offer. Because hopefully, again, you've been planting seeds with this company. They're offering you something decent on the table. And probably too, if you've taken the time to get really intentional about a place you want to work for, they're a kind of company that cares about their people. And they have likely sat with the research already and likely looked at it and been like, okay, well, the average for this job is 80K. Well, we want to be above average. So we want to offer 85K. Okay. So hopefully that's where you're at, right? So again, if that's you, 
and you know, okay, the average here is 80K, they're offering me 85, and you don't accept that shit with gratitude, whoo, watch out. Watch out, okay? Because that is going to set you up again not to succeed in this. All right, so I've just gone on a rabbit hole there with that. Except with gratitude. You got the message, I hope. Step two, approach negotiation in a nice but firm way, okay? So you accepted the first offer. Thank you so much, Susie, for this offer. Maybe you sat on it overnight. Regardless if you replied right away or not, you still go back and you're like, okay, I want to thank you again for this wonderful offer. You talk a little bit about the company and what you can bring to the company again and why you'd be so excited to work there and da-da-da. You know, keep it short and brief. Don't go too much into detail. Keep it like a couple sentences. And then say, upon consideration, here's what I would like to negotiate. Okay, it can be something along those lines of what you say. I would like to negotiate, you know, 80... 85k or whatever it is and da 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 and this and this and this okay now it's up to you if at this point you want to bring in reasons why you're negotiating what you want to negotiate or you can just leave it at here's what I'd like to negotiate okay because sometimes when you're going a little bit in the reasons why right away it may be unnecessary you may come back and just say and it and two it depends on how many things you're negotiating if you're negotiating four or five things and you're giving reasons why for those four or five things, it may be too much. If you're just coming back with one thing of like, hey, you offer me 80, I really want 85, boom, and here's why I've done my research and blah, 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 or my last position, la, 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 okay? That's different. Okay, so use your judgment here of how many reasons why you want to do that. I'm just gonna kind of trust for you to use your intuition there. And again, if we're coaching together, this can be a spot where you lean on me and we kind of strategize this together, okay? But you come back with what you want and if you don't do your reasons and they come back at you and they're like, no, actually, you know, you know, you want 85K and we're offering you 80, but we'll go to 82. That's when you can bring out your reasons if you haven't yet, okay? If you've already brought out your reasons and they come back and they say, okay, well, here's, well, we're rolling to budge on that. That's when you can decide, do I want to keep fighting this? Do I want to take it to the next level and really stand firm in this? Or am I ready to start kind of backing down? And you get to decide, okay? Some people think in the negotiation process, if they start to back down, then they've lost or they didn't own their power or, you know, the company's going to like, take over and like, you know, for lack of a better term, like abuse them or, you know, just like take advantage of them. That's not it at all. Okay. It's, it's meant to be this fluid and even really fun process. If you let it be, they know you're going to negotiate back. If you don't negotiate back, it's kind of like, what the hell? (laughs) It almost actually honestly kind of looks bad. If you don't come back and negotiate at least something, even if they say no to it, at least then they're like, okay, like she doesn't just take whatever she's given. Like she's going to negotiate it a little bit. All right. So again, at this point, you start to decide, do I want to keep fighting this or do I want to start to like back down here? Okay. And maybe they come back and say, 
you know, okay, we'll give you this and this, but we won't give you this. And you're like, okay, great. That's good. And you can be like, totally awesome. Or you could say, okay, I know you want to give me this, this, but can you just consider this other thing? Okay. You get to decide again. This is fun. This is enjoyable. This is an exciting time. If you find yourself getting flustered in this process, step away, breathe, maybe even do a meditation, really calm yourself, get yourself in your body, out of your head. This is why, again, it's so important for you to do things like mindset work and what I call nervous system work before you go into anything in life, really, but especially a negotiation. And this is why my clients do so well when they're negotiating because they've worked with me likely for a couple of months at this point, if not longer. And so they've done their mindset work. They've calmed their nervous system for the most part. And so they can go into these things and they don't get so flustered. And so that's where they can really own their power and shine and be like, oh, okay, da 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 And trust me, that Energy alone makes you even more magnetic to a company. If I'm negotiating with somebody and they're getting all emotional and they're getting all flustered, it turns me off, especially in my space as a coach. And if I'm negotiating with another coach, for example, and they're getting all flustered and stuff, I'm like, wait a second, you're a coach. (laughs) Like, what's going on here? Right. And I know everybody has their journeys and everyone has their edges and I show grace in that. But I also have boundaries in my business, too. Right. And if I see someone who can't negotiate, I'm like, oh, this is kind of a boundary that crosses a line for me. And it's not really somebody I want to work with. And so just be aware of that, too, is that you can go into this and you can negotiate and they can be turned off just by the way that you negotiate right? That's why this is so important that you learn how to master this. Because what happens I see too is from clients is they get so scared. Oh, if I go to negotiate, they're going to get mad at me and they're not going to like me. And so they won't negotiate at all. And that's not what I'm wanting here either for you. I would love for you to lean into it and feel like, oh yeah, I can kind of like push this a little bit and I can do this in a really fun way where I feel really grounded and I can own my power in that and we can both feel appreciated in the process. Okay. All right. So that's all a mouthful. Um, I'm just going to say the steps once again, just to really hit it home in your brain. You get an offer, you accept it with gratitude. Okay. Then you approach negotiations in a nice but firm way you're coming at it too firm, like with no niceness, ooh, watch out. Okay. Now, now if you're in a really, really masculine energetic space, they may love that shit. Okay. So again, like read the energy of how in essence, like firm you want to get with this stuff, but I encourage nice, but firm and then bring out your reasons for why you're negotiating what you want to negotiate and then start to figure out what is it you decide you want to give up on. And if you decide you don't want to give up on any of it, that's totally okay too. You can be prepared to walk. You can be prepared to walk away from something. It's up to you here. You know, sometimes I do see clients settle a little bit and then later down the road, they're like, oh shit, I wish I didn't settle on that. I wish I would have negotiated that harder. And so just get really clear in the process as you're negotiating this stuff. Is this something I truly want to give up or am I giving it up out of fear that I'm not going to find something else? Okay. And again, there's no right or wrong there. 
Just make sure you know your reasons and you love your reasons for it. Because if say it's the reason of, well, I'm just scared nothing else is out there. Great. You can still accept the position. There's nothing wrong with that. But just know going into it that you settled a little bit because you were scared nothing else is out there and just do your mindset work around that to be at peace with it. Okay. All right. So soak all of that in. Maybe this is one you listen to right before you negotiate again. Again, if you're a client of mine, this is something you and I will work on together as you're in the negotiation process. um, And we will tweak this for you. What I want to close with today is just some specific mindset work that I would love to encourage you to do before you get into negotiation. So ideally, you're doing this mindset work at least 30 days out from you having a negotiation. Okay, so maybe you're at a place where you're like, okay, I'm ready to look for new jobs. And um, you're just like kind of looking out beside, you know, outside of your immediate worlds. This is the time to start to do this mindset work. Okay, so the first thing I would love for you to start to just kind of say to yourself and start to embody more and more is I get what I want with ease. Okay. I get what I want with ease. I get what I want with ease. Now it doesn't have to be that specific thing that you say right there. You can tweak it a little bit. And if you don't resonate with it, that's fine. Now, if it's something like if I say that statement, I get what I want with ease and you just like, oh, it's just too hard for you to say it to a point where you're like thinking about things from your past where you didn't get what you wanted with ease. That is a sign you need deeper healing work. And that is a huge reason to hire me. Okay, because we will go in and we will do that deeper healing work. So things like what I'm telling you today don't feel so hard, right? Ideally, as I say, I get what I want with these. You're like, ooh, that's a stretch for me, but I'm it's believable enough. I can go do that. I can start to embody that more, all right? So take that one in, see if that one resonates for you. And then as you listen to these other ones, I'm going to tell you to see if it's ones that just stretch you just a little bit. And if they don't stretch you enough, see what you need to say to stretch yourself more. And if they stretch you too much and they just feel totally unbelievable and it brings up shit from your past, again, that's the reason to hire me. Okay. But here are the other ones. I know how to negotiate like a boss. Negotiating is fun. People can't wait to hire me and give me what I want. I'm in high demand right? Just some ideas for you. You can throw in your own if you want, but I encourage you to do this mindset work going into the game. I also encourage you to do meditation daily, preferably, where you're just calming down that nervous system, learning how to breathe. So taking really deep breaths. You can do things like on YouTube to help you breathe. The interview I did with Casey Joy. Gosh, it was a long time ago, but I think it was called embodiment coaching. We'll link it in the show notes, but she talks about how to breathe in that episode and just get to a place where you're really calming your nervous system. Now, I just want to say this. If you're at a place in life where you're really needing money and you really need a job, it may be worth to just picking up some kind of job to pay your bills in the meantime so that you can go in and you can negotiate in your ideal job with more ease. All right, I'll give you an example. So this happens a lot with coaches. They will get into a space where they really need money. And so they'll get really clingy with clients like, oh my God, I need these new clients because I have to make more money. 
And a lot of times they're advised, if you're needing money that badly, go get a day job. Even if it's a part-time job, even if it's like way below your pay grade and it's not something you want to do, go get something to pay your bills and so you're not clinging with clients because it's going to not attract people to you. In essence, it's going to kind of like make them not want to work with you. They're going to feel that clinginess energetically and they're not going to want to work with you. It's the same for any position. If they are feeling off of you that you really, really need this money and you really, really need this job, it's usually not a good look. All right. So just think about that. And this is why too, I don't tend to have clients like this anymore, but I did earlier in my career where they would get upset with an employer and they would just quit cold turkey with no backup plan. And then it would be tricky. Now, maybe they had some savings and that would last them a little bit, but hopefully you're at a place where your job now isn't that bad. You can leave this strategically with ease. You can transition to new things. And it's not this like jump from one thing to another because something was really, really bad. But if that's already the choice you've made, no guilt, no shame. Just start to think about what you can do to pay your bills now so that you can go in to the position that you want and negotiate with more ease. All right. So those are my tips for today. I hope you have some great takeaways. I hope you learned a lot. I hope it helped you love negotiating even more. I honestly really, truly love negotiating. I really do. It's taken me a long time to get to this place, but I think it's so fun. So I hope you get to enjoy it too. It really can be fun. It really can be enjoyable. And yeah, if you have any questions, you always know where to find me. And if you're ready to work with me, link in the show notes to take that first step to apply for a free consult to start this process. I would love, love, love to meet you and to know about you on that consult. And from there, we can decide if we're a good fit to work together. And part of coaching together can be, I want a new job and I want to negotiate like a boss when I do it. So I will see you next time, my friends. Until next time, all my love and blessings. Bye. Thanks for tuning into the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast. If you haven't left a review for the show yet, what are you waiting for? Your reviews give us the feedback and momentum we need to continue to produce this incredible free content for you. Plus, when you leave a review for the show, you get a copy of my book for free. Simply take a picture of your review and submit it to Lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y, epreston.com forward slash one zero zero and you'll receive a digital copy of my wisdom from the first hundred episodes book this book is a study guide for life enjoy and of course share this show with your friends i believe every woman can create a deeply fulfilling life that lights them the fuck up from the inside the more you help others succeed the more you help yourself so share share, share this show. And I'll see you soon and your friends back on the show next week for another eye-opening episode. Until then, keep rocking it.